0: What is that it's a cat <laughs> hello blue for real yeah no kidding
1: that, you got your cloth stuck again <laughs> Kylie, do you want in or out all right go find a spot on the bed she's like well she just blocked the hole again <laughs> all right
0: all right all right let's do this <laughs> um Hello, I'm Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to... Reaper Tales. And today, I'm going to tell Samantha about the disappearance of Zeb Quinn. But before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? We
1: have another pick your poison. um, Because you didn't send me a recipe. So, uh, I am having an oldie but a goodie because I felt like... Felt like having one that I knew was good, that I liked, and that is uh, Hazy Snake from Good People Local.
0: Oh, I'm jealous. The one that we had on our anniversary. I know. I'm currently drinking a um, Truly, and I have regrets about it because I also have OMB's 704 in there, and I forgot to grab that instead. So, oh no, I know. <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, whatever. So grab whatever drink you want. It could be alcoholic, non alcoholic tea. Um, you
1: could go for a brisk iced tea like Sophia loves.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. And buckle up because this is a wild story uh, case. So before I get started, I'm not going to go over all of my resources because they literally take up a page and a half. Um. But just highlight.
1: So you've done your research. Just, just, know. Uh, just know that the research has been done.
0: Yeah. Because there there are like minor differences in some of the articles, like anything that we get. But some of it's really frustrating. And I think a lot of it has to do with like typos instead of it being, you know, reported incorrectly. Like obviously it's reported incorrectly, but it was a typo.
1: Yeah, right? I got you.
0: Um, editors, do better on your articles. You
1: had, you had one job. One job. Edit. <laughs>
0: Uh, So I have a couple of Wikipedia articles, uh, an article from Disappeared, All That's Interesting, um, of course, Missing Fandom, um, The Citizen Times, and several others. Just not going to get all the way into all of those. Takes up way too much time. Anyways, so a heads up on this. It is kind of a popular case. I don't know if you've heard it, but as we go through, you, you, you'll you be able to recognize it.
1: Um, I might have seen it, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, which should be like all of you because I don't really talk about it that much. But my stepdaughter Sophia loves Mr. Ballin, so we watch that together uh, pretty regularly. So it could have been one of the cases where like the person's been on that, but I don't typically – like, listen to investigative podcasts about Unsolved or Missing. So okay, more than likely, I might have heard of it, but I wouldn't have heard, like, the details.
0: And as far as I know, unless he's covered it in the past, like, month and a half, uh, Mr. Ballin – or I just miss it. Mr. Ballin hasn't covered this. Okay. I, too – watch Mr. Paul. Well, you're the one that
1: got all of this started. <laughs> it is all your fault. You started watching it at the house and then I started watching it with Paul and then Sophia started watching it with us and now she's like whenever we're sitting around the living room after, you know, eating and nobody else is in there, can I watch a Mr. Paul episode? <laughs> That's
0: yes. I mean, yeah, it, it for a long time, that was kind of like my comfort show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching it as I was packing up the old house to move here. And I watched all of it then. so
1: I'm pretty sure we've seen just about all of them, which is hard to believe. But because there's so many, but it is quite literally every night. So I would be surprised if there's much left that we haven't uncovered.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, for those of you that like the... the quicker stories not the one i mean you know we we are actually pretty quick It's typically an hour or less but his are even shorter than that on some of the cases so for those of you that just like a quick overview and kind of want the high points and pictures to go along with it so definite recommend It's, it's an easy it's an easy watch and listen
0: and my favorite ones of his are are not even like true crime mine are the uh they vanished or three mm-hmm. stories that, with that with pictures that
1: stories of p of places that people shouldn't have gone to but did
0: yeah yeah there's a lot of those um, so this is an advertisement for Mr. Ballin. Uh, apparently Mr. Ballin. if you ever listen to this uh, hit us up <laughs> love you mean love it ya. so uh, also my room smells like um, my office smells like coffee right now because of that dopamine. Uh. <laughs> I don't even have it lit. It's just like I can smell the candle unlit. Oh, <laughs> well, is that strong? Yeah, it's that strong. Um, shout out to Light This Bitch Candle Company. <laughs> <laughs> Great sense. Anyways, so a lot of True Crime podcasts have also covered this story as well as the show Disappeared. Um, You probably aren't going to hear anything different from me that you couldn't find. Well, you're probably going to hear a lot more cussing and speculation and side quest. Um, no, then you would find from other podcasts. So if you like that, you know, listen to mine, don't listen to other people's.
1: No, definitely listen to other people's. But if, if they like that, that's why they're here. Yeah. Otherwise they wouldn't have made it this far.
0: <laughs> that's so true. But I did want to cover this because in some ways it is still unsolved, even though there has been an arrest and a conviction in this case. Um, and we'll, we'll get to why that is. I mean, a lot of people say that it is solved, you know, in end of story. But um, we'll, we'll see what you think in the end, Samantha. And okay. listeners, if you want to let us know what you think. Anyways, so Zeb Wayne Quinn was born on May 12th, 1981 in Asheville, North Carolina, to Denise... I'm gonna mess this up. Vlakis. V l a h a k i s. Vlakis. Yeah, Vlakis. Yeah, we'll go with that. Seems seems like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Zeb. <clears throat> Zeb hasn't has an unspecified organizational slash learning disability, and that kind of made it hard for him to make friends. I'm not sure what that could be but like so do i you know i have a learning disability and things like Mm -hmm. that
1: um it could be a lot of things i mean this was from when this is fairly recent
0: um 2000
1: yeah so that term was very was very broad yeah it was broadly used for like a lot of different terms so It could have been just about anything.
0: Yeah, true. From articles I could find about him, he seemed to be a sweet, kind-hearted person. He was very responsible and very reliable. He graduated from Robertson High School and attended Asheville Buncombe Technical Community, Community College. He was a member of the Reserve Officers Training Corps. Isn't that what your nephew did?
1: Uh, I really don't know for sure if it was that specific Hmm. in the, it would, Marines?
0: It it wasn't Marines. It just said Reserve Officers Training Corps.
1: I don't know. I don't know that that's what it was.
0: From what I know, it's like a before you graduate kind of like training for blah, blah, blah. Anyway, after graduating, Zeb started working in the electronics department of the local Walmart on Henderson Road in Asheville. At the time, he was also enrolled in classes at the local community college and was saving money to purchase a car to replace his blue 1990 Mazda protege. I wonder if Paul's going to have anything to say about that.
1: That's got some memories that I won't go down too far, but ex-boyfriend from high school.
0: Oh. Mm. Wait, you had an ex-boyfriend in high school? Yeah. Imagine that.
1: Only one, really.
0: Oh, okay. It's Um, the
1: one that I went to uh, senior prom with, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Girl.
1: Weird that I even remember that. Thanks for taking me down that trip. Oh, you're
0: welcome. You know, I could make this Sunday for you. (laughs) At around 9 p.m. on Sunday, January 2nd, 2000, Zeb ended his shift at Walmart. He had plans to travel to Leicester. Yeah. Leicester? Leicester? Whatever. Leicester.
1: Yeah, I think you were right the first time. Uh,
0: with Robert Jason Owens. One of his coworkers after work to buy a, co- a car that Robert had told him about that was for sale. Zeb met Robert in the Walmart parking lot before they drove separately to look at the vehicle. They were both seen on surveillance footage at a nearby gas station around 9.15 p.m. purchasing sodas. The following afternoon, after Zeb didn't return home and his mother hadn't heard from him, she filed a missing persons report. And some articles I read, it said that she had tried all evening to, like, reach him on the phone. And she ended up staying, like, up all night because she hadn't heard from him. Um, So she was obviously worried. And I originally assumed when it said the following afternoon that it was January 3rd. But on some of... And this is what I mean by, like, different reports. On some of the articles that I saw, it said January 4th, not January 3rd. So two evenings later, not one. Hmm. so instead of it saying the following afternoon it would say january 4th either way she filed a missing persons report on zeb i'm simply like giving the facts as i've found them and i don't i don't have anything against his mother at all she seems great
1: no you'll see that a lot where people will misquote um or even later on they may say the following day for a different day and it's just because our memories are are not great so, um, that you'll, you'll see that a lot, like a day, days, different day or two difference. Yeah. Person.
0: Either way, she was pretty quick to file a missing persons report, especially since Seb was, you know, an adult at this point. Um, but I do want to point out that, uh, on disappeared, it said January 3rd. So I'm going to lean more towards January 3rd. Okay. Uh, so police started investigating as they do. And the first person they spoke to, they speak to is, of course, Robert Owens, who was the last person seen with Zeb that night. And Robert has an odd story to tell. He told police that after they left the gas station with Zeb, falling behind him, Zeb began to flash his lights at Robert to pull over. According to Robert, Zeb told him that he had received a page and needed to return the call. Back in the old
1: pager days, age, <laughs> yeah, I had the kids were like, "What is that?" It's a beeper. It's a beeper. What's a beeper? And watch a doctor. They had to go show. through the whole, yeah, yeah. like they because I think they still use it, but yeah, had to go through the whole explanation. Like, oh, text message? No, it was not text message.
0: I don't think they use pagers anymore. I think they just use cell phones now because cell phones yeah. are so like readily available. I don't know if I'm wrong. Uh, don't email me. So. <laughs>
1: We're not doctors, we have no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not doctors. We don't know. Um, we just know what Gray's Anatomy has told us. And that's That's what I was thinking about. You <laughs> know that you can get a Mr. Steamy or something. I I forget what they call him. Mick. Um Mick everything
1: was Mick. Mick yeah. steamy something Mick. else. I don't know.
0: McDreamy. McDreamy. Mick, Mick that was it. That was it. Um, so <clears throat> Zeb found a payphone and placed the call. When he returned from making this call, Robert described him as frantic. Zeb told him that he needed to cancel their plans to look at the vehicle and eventually sped off. In the, in the process of him leaving, he rear-ended Robert's truck. Whoa. He promised to pay for the damage and then he left. With this information, it seemed police had somewhere to start. They needed to find out who had paged Zeb. During this time, though, somebody had either already called or were about to call. Again, that weird timeline of when the police mm-hmm. report was made and kind of made it all jumbled. But somebody who reported to be Zeb called the Walmart where he worked to say he wasn't showing up because he was ill. The co-worker who took this call said it didn't sound like Zeb at all. And again, in some articles, it said that um, this coworker reported this to police and police traced it. But in several others, it also, it said that the person who, the supervisor who took this call, when that person hung up, they just star 69 or star 67, the call to call back yeah. whoever it was. And it, um, it would, it traced back to um Uh, a volvo plant yeah okay which would be weird except our pal robert owens worked at this volvo plant okay when police asked robert about the call he admitted to making the call he claimed that he was doing his friend a favor after zeb called him and asked him to call in sick for him so that doesn't even
1: make sense that's so much going on and just that one oh well but but it was okay because he he called me asking me to call for him to call out
0: what samantha can you call my work tomorrow no (laughs) what is that look and my whole thing is do it yourself yeah (laughs) why are you asking me to do it if zeb can call robert to ask Robert to make the call for, like, why wouldn't Zeb? And just he make was the dependable,
1: call? so it's not like he would be scared to call out. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst case? They're gonna say, "Nope, sorry, you have to work." Okay, uh, well, yeah, I can. no, sorry, I'm sick, so I wasn't. I wasn't asking permission. I was letting you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it just it didn't make any sense. It it was stupid. Like that. That, that. sounds like that sounds like
1: every like well not every. A lot of conversations that we hear where people are saying, "Oh, well, so and so called me first, and then and then I did it for them." And it's like, you know, like a spouse—the spouse kills the other spouse—and they're like, "Oh, yeah, well, he 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 told me to call you. Well, if he told you, he could do it himself. Like, yeah, this literally makes no sense.
0: Th- none of this. But okay, mm-hmm. sure. None sure, of sure, this sure. adding up." Uh, two plus two does not equal 87. Um, that was such a specific number. I know. That's <laughs> how my brain works. All right. Cool. It came as no surprise that shortly after being confronted with the call to Walmart, Robert stopped cooperating with, investi- with the investigation.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, because if that's the
0: best thing he can come up with, I can see why he's not talking. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm not a great liar, so. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop lying and stop talking altogether because uh, apparently i can't open my mouth without a lie coming out no. <sighs> i mean it's i
1: i want all people that are guilty of something to get caught do not get me wrong however that's probably a good call just sh- 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 stop
0: talking and ask for a, don't say anything and just ask for a lawyer like you can you, you can still cooperate with police with a lawyer it it's okay even if you're innocent, you can, you can, you should still get a lawyer. If somebody calls
1: me to the, somebody calls me to the police station, I'm immediately calling a lawyer. And then if they ask me my name, I'm be like, "Can I do that?"
0: <laughs> Every single time they ask me a question, where do I'm you just, work? Look at the lawyer. Where do I work?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god,
1: they would get so annoyed after the first hour because they'd only gotten five questions answered.
0: <laughs> they'd let me go. Yeah, probably same. Uh, so. While things had kind of, like, come to a standstill with Robert, there were still more things to look into. Like, the page Zeb received. And, like, when I originally read this, I was like, that motherfucker. Like, Robert made everything up. He didn't, Zeb didn't get a page. But he did. He did get a page that night.
1: So they were able to check his records?
0: Yeah. They could trace the page. Um, And things are about to get strange. Uh, So Buckle up. And before it could be
1: okay interesting keep Uh, going
0: before we go into where the page came from we need to talk about someone else police investigated or interviewed and that person is misty taylor zeb and misty met at a christmas party zeb was immediately attracted to her and the two seemed to hit it off as friends uh, I think from what I could gather, Zeb actually ha- was, like, attracted to her, had, like, roman- romantic intentions with her. I don't know about Misty, um, but you you can tell me what you think. They were constantly talking on the phone, even after Misty confessed that she had a boyfriend and a baby. Okay. From some articles I read, his family didn't approve of this relationship after they found out. Zeb had even taken the family truck one day without his mom's permission and went on an outing with Misty and her child.
1: Hmm. Well, he's in deep.
0: Yeah. And like, it's okay. I know he's how old again. Uh, 18. Okay. He's 18. Yeah. Um, and I know like a lot of the times when women are friendly with men, Uh, It gets misconstrued as being interested in more than just a friendship. But if you're, if you're going on an outing with your child, with a man, and you had the uh, gumption to tell this other man that you already had a boyfriend, you recognize that what, what this relationship is, is not just friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my opinion. Possibly. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of different like information on kind of how this relationship was playing out, but it seemed that Misty's boyfriend, Wesley Smith, was abusive. And when he found out about how close Zeb and Misty had become, he threatened Zeb. So this information is obviously why they questioned Misty. That and maybe something else too. When police traced the page Zab got that night, it came back, and you're not going to guess where this came from. I'm just going to go ahead and warn you. It came back as coming from his estranged aunt's house, Ina Eustage. How'd you know
1: I wasn't going to guess that?
0: (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Uh, All of these, like, seemingly, like, unrelated people
1: it kind of reminds me of the jamie fraley thing
0: yeah yeah it does and but it's really odd that ina would like a call would come from ina's house because zeb didn't have a relationship with ina they never really talked and they hadn't talked in years uh he apparently didn't have a relationship with any of his father's family and ina was his aunt from his father's side When police questioned Ina about the page, she claimed she didn't call Zeb that night. And not only did she not call him, she said she wasn't even home. Ina was at a dinner party at the home of her friend, Tamara Taylor, Misty's mother. How weird. And Misty and Wesley, her boyfriend, were in attendance the whole night. Convenient.
1: Hmm.
0: What's even more convenient, though, is later, Ina filed a police report that her home had been broken into that night.
1: After they mentioned this?
0: Yeah. She Hmm. filed the report after being questioned. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, from what I I could see in articles, I'm not 100% sure. I can't look at the filings myself. So, if I'm wrong... um. Email Samantha. Uh, Nothing was stolen, but she reported that a few picture frames and other items were moved around, which I'm, like, by no means am I a slob, but I'm not, like, the neatest person in the world. I wouldn't be able to tell if somebody, like, moved things around my house. I know you would. I would. (laughs) But, I mean, it's just, like, this, who breaks into somebody's house to page your nephew doesn't and steal just move things stuff around. Just, yeah, it just moves things around. It makes no sense. Make it make sense.
1: I can't. But I it would, I will say that if that was the case, then that would make sense why she wouldn't have reported it because nothing was missing.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: But then she's like, oh, shoot. Now they're looking at me. Wait a second. That could have been somebody else.
0: But it all seems a little too convenient to me. Agreed. So let's jump to January 6th. This is four days after Zeb was last seen. Zeb's mother, Denise, received a phone call from a former classmate of Zeb's. Who, had ha- who also happened to be a co-worker of hers at the Asheville Hospital. They were both nurses. This friend told her that she had seen Zeb's Mazda protege, there you go, flashback again, in the parking lot of a barbecue restaurant adjacent to the hospital. This is so weird, okay? This is where you might recognize... This story. Okay. When police examined the car, they discovered some things. Not Zeb, <laughs> but obviously, they the headlights had been left on, a pair of large lips, and I mean like large lips and an explanation mark were drawn on the car's back windshield in lipstick. And I mean, it took up, like, if you look at pictures, it took up the majority of the back windshield. Okay. Um, Inside the car, a plastic hotel key was found, several drink bottles, a jacket that didn't belong to Zeb, and a living black... Lab mixed Puppy. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. This is the most okay. random assortment of things to find in a car. I would call it... Uh, Zeb didn't have a puppy. Okay. Uh, okay. Somebody stole his car? I don't... Obviously. Uh, and
1: left a puppy in there for some reason? Yeah, it
0: makes no sense. Why would you leave a puppy in there? Uh, huh. And the lids, okay. like,
1: what? I mean, that could have been like they had been at a party. Yeah. Um, hmm.
0: Okay. Um. And good news, one of the investigators did adopt the puppy. So, oh, good. Yeah. So it didn't go without a house. Um. Police tried to trace the hotel key card back to a hotel since it had no branding on it to indicate where it was from, but had no luck. They collected forensic evidence from the car, but didn't uncover any new leads. And, like, 2000, early 2000s is kind of like a a weird time for uh, forensic evidence anyway. Like, we had a lot of advancements then, but at the same time... I don't know that it was enough. It's just odd to me that they had all these drink bottles and a jacket that didn't belong to Zeb. And they couldn't pull any kind of DNA just to save it, you know. And nothing would come up. Like, Well, two, it was left. Wait, what was the location again? It was outside of a barbecue restaurant. It was but a,
1: like statewide, like statewide. Where is it?
0: It's in North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, Asheville.
1: Okay. And it's what time of the year? Uh, January. Okay. So, I mean, more than likely, it would be cool enough that the DNA wouldn't have been destroyed. However, North Carolina being not that far removed from Alabama when it comes to weather, possibly could have been hot enough that it could have destroyed anything that they had.
0: Yes, but Asheville is a completely different beast since it's up in the mountains. It's cold. Um, It's real cold.
1: I'm just trying to find some, some devil's eye areas. And if you're hearing a dog bark in the background... Same old story as every other time. Sorry,
0: <laughs> it's all. It's uh, ugly.
1: Yeah, it's an ancient Chihuahua that has separation anxiety and chooses to bark underneath my window. Yeah. So so yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like even in the two thousands, because I mean that would that would have been around the time that like CSI was coming out and they were talking about all of these advancements in technology and and the different things that they were able to do. So I don't know. I mean, it might have been there, and maybe it was just an inexperienced detective or, or group of people taking care of it. I don't know, but it does seem like they could have done something more.
0: Yeah, and I mean, no shade to the, that police department. I guess, um, which I normally give all the shade to police departments. It seemed like they were doing their due diligence. I don't know that they were fully experienced in how forensic gathering because Asheville's not. I mean, Asheville's great, and it's bumping nowadays. But I don't think it was that big. I I still don't think it's that big today, but...
1: Oh, and you have to frame it, right? 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, so that's over 20 years ago. Yeah. We said it was in the 2000s. Yeah, it was 2000. It was the year oh, 2000.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we've come a long way since then.
0: Yeah, true. So, Zeb's mother... So, they couldn't get any new leads off of this. Zeb's mother... um told reporters she believed the car no fingerprints either seems odd not none that were reported some stuff had been held back in some of this investigation and they specifically said it was held back but this was not a portion of it and i don't know if they just didn't report on something that they found but specifically they said they collected forensic evidence from the car but didn't uncover any new leads and that could mean that they didn't have the technology to do it But to this day, they haven't said that they've uncovered any forensic evidence from that car to point to our convicted person.
1: I mean, if they didn't find any fingerprints that were worth using, then that, to me, seems even more fishy. Yeah. I mean, just fingerprints alone.
0: Well, I mean, you can wipe stuff down, but with all the drink bottles, an entire living dog. I don't know. It seems sus. A bit. A bit. Um, Zeb's mother uh, told reporters she believes the car was placed there by someone who had knowledge that she, Zeb's grandmother, and Zeb's sister worked nearby, intending that one of them would find it. So she believes that somebody who was familiar with them and where they worked left the car there so they could find it.
1: Yeah, it's possible.
0: Um, A couple later called local police called the local police to report that they had seen Zeb's car being driven in downtown Asheville and assist- assisted police in producing a composite image of the person driving the car. Police would later note that the sketch bore a striking resemblance to Misty Taylor. Oh, yeah. They questioned Misty again but had no evidence to charge her with anything. And she obviously denied having anything to do with Zeb's murder. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) No,
1: no, no immediate uh, confessions, huh? Well, darn.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't wear lipstick, um, but I know you do. Do you have like a certain brand that you wear um, or a certain color that you wear? Could that not be
1: it could, but I mean, mine are just the ones that I got off of Ipsy, honestly. But, um, yeah, not necessarily because I'm, I have like five or six different ones that I wear. So I could be wearing any one on any given day. Okay. I wouldn't even probably even remember well, when I wore it, to be honest.
0: Ladies out there or men, um, I know
1: some women do. Like, I know some women that they will use one lipstick and they will use it all completely the whole tube. I've never, I don't believe in my life used an entire tube of lipstick. So I'm not, I'm not of that variety.
0: (laughs) I was given a tube of lipstick as like a gift in something that I ordered like 10 years ago. And I still have it. I used it once and that was for my wedding. So (laughs) That helps. And it, that's a pretty. Like
1: I've used this one three times and I actually like it. But I've used it like maybe three or four times. So it's almost full. And like an actual tube of lipstick, that might be more likely just because it's easy to put in your purse and just like have. So in case you forget some, you might use it. Hmm. But even then, I have like three or four different kinds. So it but, just depends on yeah. the mood. Like today, I'm bright. So I have a bright pink, but normally I would do more of like a muted color. So I don't know. That I think that depends person to person, but she might've had one that she used.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are when it comes to makeup. Um, don't Just in general. <laughs> yeah, just in general. If it's not tinted moisturizer with SPF, don't talk to me. Um, <laughs> and I only give the consensus for the tinted moisturizer because it, it's... It smells good, and I like the way it feels on like my face. So, hey. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, I think, is is all that matters. Yeah, true that. Now, let's go back to Robert Owens for a moment. The night Zeb disappeared, Robert went to the hospital to treat fractured ribs and a head injury that he reported he sustained in a second car accident that night. Second? Yeah, because, you know, Zeb rear-ended him. So that's number one. And then he apparently got into a second car accident that was bad enough to fracture ribs and have a head injury.
1: And in okay. case
0: you were wondering, no, there was no re- police report on this second car accident. But it was obviously bad enough to send him to the hospital. Okay. That's suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Even with all of these weird things and to what looks to me like a bunch of circumstantial evidence, police hit a dead end in the case. And it went cold for 15-ish years. Whoa. Okay. And I say 15-ish years because there's something that happens at year 15 that kind of leads into the case being reopened. Um a lot of articles say it was 17 years, but that's only because ch- charges were brought. Now, what happened 15 years after this? We're going to change gears here for a few minutes and talk about someone else. Christy okay. M. Schoen Cod. She was born on September 3rd, 1976, in Madrid, Spain. She grew up cooking Cajun cuisine with her father. Her father was in the U.S. Air Force, and she moved around frequently, including stays in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. In 2012, it was announced that Christy had been selected as a contestant on the eighth season of the Food Network series, Food Network Star. On May 13, 2012, she became the first contestant of the season to be eliminated. Which she attested to her strong passion for cooking coming across as, quote, angry. Which, like, if women are passionate, they're always called angry. So. Yeah, I can kind of get that. She probably wasn't angry. She was probably just passionate. And men can't stand when a woman, you know, has passions or goals or whatever. Not all men. Um, But, you know, whatever. Christy married J.T. Cod in 2014. He was a key grip, which I didn't know what that was, so I looked it up.
1: Isn't that something where they're holding something in the recording?
0: To... Uh, yeah. It. What Wikipedia said is it is a senior role for an experienced yeah experienced professional on every movie said their responsibilities are extensive and range from supervising grip crews assessing what equipment is necessary for each shooting location coordinating and transportation of this equipment and its setup arranging the general movement and position of the camera and collaborating with the director of photography so they kind of have their hand in everything i was just like okay i don't know what that is um (laughs) So, if I don't know what it is, other people don't know what it is. I know
1: I've seen it in the credits when (laughs) I watch them, but that's
0: it. Well, it's not true. Most people probably know what this is. I'm just stupid. (laughs) I
1: didn't. So, it's the two of us together. You were close.
0: You were close. I thought I was just guessing. I I didn't know if it was, like, just, like, a job where you go, you went in and you, like, gripped something. You were just like, like, that's a weird job. I wish not I hadn't the weirdest. done that. <laughs> um, it looks it looked like something else. Um, it really did. Um, uh, moving on.
1: That's weird. not what it was.
0: Whew. Now, things seem to be perfect for this couple. They were expecting their first daughter in a few months. Uh, Christy at the time was five months pregnant. And they were going to name their daughter Skylar. Which, love that name.
1: I've always loved that name. I don't really know why.
0: I think it's unusual. But I just,
1: yeah, I just, I love it.
0: Um, but on March 15th, 2015, when family was unable to reach them, they were reported missing. Police began investigating their disappearance and quickly found a suspect. There were reports that this suspect had been seen dumping items belonging to the couple in a dumpster and pawning some of them in the days following the disappearance. Police arrested the suspect, who turned out to be a handyman for the couple, and charged them with breaking and entering and larceny due to the stolen items. This suspect turned out to be Robert Jason Owens. Hmm. Whoever heard that name. Hmm. 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 Sounds familiar. So, this next little bit, I'm going to actually read directly from the article. Um, Also, it's pretty disturbing so just be forewarned in an interview on march 16th 2015 owens reportedly admitted to running over the couple with his truck what yes okay he d- that escalated really quickly yep he told investigators that The vehicle had become stuck in a nearby creek, and the cods were standing in front of his truck to help when he accidentally hit the accelerator and ran over both of them. Which, do tell me, what five-month-old, five-month-pregnant woman is going to help push a truck out of a creek?
1: Nah, dude. She would have been in the car. Yeah,
0: she would have been in the cab, and he would have been pushing it. But good try, sir. Okay. Good try. So he runs over both of them. Owen said, oops, oops. yeah. He says he carried Christy Cod's body into the house and attempted to render aid in the living room. But she passed away, which again, why would you carry her body all the way into the house? Nobody, nobody would do that. Why wouldn't you just? You have no
1: idea what's wrong with her. Let's say this actually happened the way he's saying so far. Nobody, everybody knows you do not move a person in that situation because you have no idea what damage has been
0: done. Yeah. Not that, not that he ran them over. Like, he, he might That's have. That's obvious. But I don't I, think I, he ran them over. She would not be I pushing that BS. car out.
1: If he did run them over, it's not because she was trying to push a car.
0: Yeah. I Let's agree. let put it that way. I agree. Um, So he carries her in, he tries to render aid, Uh, she ends up passing away. During this time, he had just left uh, JT out where he ran him over. So he returned outside, he said he found JT Cod already dead. Okay. And instead of reporting any of this... Owens reportedly told investigators that he was not supposed to be driving due to a previous conviction and was afraid of facing jail time. So he carried J.T. Codd's body to his double-wide trailer where he burned it in a wood stove.
1: No, sorry. Again, no. Mm-mm. No. Not how that works.
0: The following day, prosecutors said Owens returned to the Cod's home moved Christy Cod's body to the shower and cut it into pieces. He placed. Dude, the-
1: you are going so far, Pat. No, once you get to that point, mm-mm, no, this wasn't an accident. Ain't
0: no way. Yeah, that's my, that's my I'm thought. I'm calling foul. Completely. And I, I want you to remember what he does with their bodies. It's, just remember this. So he cuts it into pieces. He places the pieces in plastic bags and took them to his wood stove and burned them. And also, he left her body overnight in her home. Like, what the fuck? After their deaths, Owens told investigators, and you're about to get real mad. Owens told investigators he wanted to make their deaths look like a robbery gone wrong. So he began selling their belongings and raided their wallets. During the days after their disappearance, Owens reportedly admitted to sending texts from Christy Cod's phone to loved ones, saying the couple was sick so people wouldn't ask questions.
1: Hey, that sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, it does. With, uh, uh, yes, with the money from the sales of their belongings, Owens reportedly filled up the truck, filled his truck up with gas and then took his wife out to dinner.
1: What an asshole. I would be so pissed if I was his wife. And that was what, like, all right, let's just put aside the fact that you killed people. You you sold their stuff and then took me out to dinner. And I probably felt really special when you did it because you probably don't do this very often because you're a piece of shit. And it was dead people's belongings money.
0: Your murder victim's money?
1: Uh, mm No, sir. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, he's such an asshole. You know how much of an you ass- can't
1: tell me that this was an accident. And a person who does this on accident in this type of a situation would feel bad. They wouldn't. The, this is going too far to try to cover your tracks. It, it assuming that you are telling even an ounce of truth, sir. No. I
0: don't. I don't think he is. I. I think we'll get to what I think in a little bit. But he said, and I quote. I'm not a bad guy. I'm <coughs> Owens reportedly told Long. police during the initial interview, repeating that he didn't uh. intend to hurt any of his friends. Because it turns out that, like, or, according to him, he knew the Cods already before he was their handyman. Like, his aunt was friends with, like, their aunt or something like that. It was some weird connection. Okay. So... But he,
1: I wouldn't want to be this guy's friend, is all I can say.
0: He's not a bad guy, Samantha. He didn't intend to hurt anybody. No,
1: he just accidentally ran them over, then cut up their bodies and burned them in a buck stove and then sold their belongings and, and used the money himself. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're going to even try to use that as a, oh, I sold their belongings to try to do the whole robbery thing gone bad, you wouldn't spend the money. No. No, you
0: wouldn't.
1: That doesn't no Mm -mm. no sorry Mm -mm.
0: you wouldn't sell their things like that you would just steal so you would take them and and dump them. them yeah somewhere where somebody doesn't see you actually fucking doing it idiot not that we're telling you guys how to get away with murder um so
1: we wouldn't be able to tell you that we we keep those secrets close to the chest just in case
0: yeah um, prosecutors said they are skeptical of Owen's relationship with the CODs, given the hero- horrific treatment of their remains. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's no. what he does with yeah. his
1: enemies, if that's how he treats his friends.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Owen's entered a guilty plea on three counts of second degree murder and two counts of dismemberment. Prosecutors were initially seeking the death penalty but accepted a plea deal for a lesser sentence. The judge judge sentenced Owens to a minimum of 59.5 years and a maximum of – why did I put the same number in there? 59.5 and a maximum of 59.5. He's around 60 years in prison, whatever, Um, without the possibility of parole. So, why does this seemingly unrelated murder have anything to, why does it, why am I bringing it up in the disappearance of Zeb? I think I already established that. It's uh, saying this sounds real familiar. A lot of it sounds familiar. Some of it's going to sound even more familiar. Um, well, it, it has literally nothing to do with Zeb's disappearance. Um, the cases aren't linked at all, except for the person at the center of it. Um, but because of the murder of Christy and JT, police were able to acquire a search warrant for Robert's property. During their search, they unearthed, quote, fabric, leather materials, and unknown hard fragments, under quote, unquote, under a layer of concrete on Owen's property. According to the warrant, investigators also found an unknown white powder substance as well as pieces of metal and concrete. On another part of the property, authorities found numerous plastic bags containing possibly pulverized lime or powdered mortar mix. Authorities did not comment on whether the fragments found were human bones or if they believed that they had discovered Quinn's remains. and In another article, it said that around the time that um, Zeb disappeared, robert was in the process of making a fish pond or something like that and when he disappeared he stopped uh bringing back some <laughs> you could, fish like, pond vibes and that's full. it's so it's so stupid like they're so predictable uh let's just build
1: a fish pond over this where have i heard that before
0: yeah yeah
1: didn't work for him either so don't don't try that by no the way.
0: it doesn't um Just so stupid. So they find all of this this stuff. And on July 10th, 2017, two years later, a Buncombe County grand jury returned an indictment charging Owens with first degree murder for the death of Quinn. However, as most things like this, the trial had several delays due to personnel changes and then COVID.
1: COVID really fucked up a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, it did. (laughs) On July 25th, 2022, my birthday, Robert Jason Owens pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of accessory after the fact of to first degree murder. So how does he get accessory? According to Robert, and I just want to point out also, and I meant to say this at the top, Robert, his full name is Robert Jason Owens. Many articles I saw... Referred to him as Jason. I'm referring to him as Robert because that's his first name. And fuck him on whatever his preference is on names. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> so, according to Robert, his uncle, Gene Owens, was hired by Misty Taylor's boyfriend, Wesley Smith, to murder Zeb. He claims that he and Zeb had been unknowingly lured by Gene to meet Taylor in Pis... Is it Pi Pisca? I think it's Pisgah, National Forest. When they showed up, Taylor wasn't there, but Gene was. Gene shot Zeb with a .22 rifle, and then he dismembered and burned Zeb's body. Hmm. Again, sounds familiar. He said his uncle forced him to assist in the cover-up. And here's the thing. This is... This is... 2000, hang on, let's see. Charges were brought in 2015 for this. um, Or they started investigating in 2015. They returned from the grand jury with an indictment to charge Robert in July of 2017. Gene Owens died in 2017, so he could not refute any of these claims that robert were saying was saying coincidence me thinks not Me thinks not uh robert was sentenced to 12 plus one half to 15 plus one third years in prison to be served concurrently with his de facto life sentence for the two unrelated killings the district attorney stated that Robert James Owen's conviction legally establishes that Zeb Quinn was murdered. There has never been a body found for Zeb. And I just want to talk about the similarities in these two cases. So I'm going to, I want to hear your opinion first and then I'm going to give my opinion that's it for this case for now
1: so it's as much as you said they're not related but they are they are that it sounds an awful like a lot a awful lot like an mo yeah cars are involved to begin with
0: mm-hmm
1: the people end up dead yep their bodies are dismembered and they're burned that's Pretty conclusive of a serial killer, that's three, which by definition, three is the minimum.
0: Well, I think it's so it can be two. Is it now
1: down to two? Well, anyway, three was the rule.
0: It's a two with a cooling off period. With is it same MOs? I can't remember. And that's exact
1: same MO pretty much.
0: Yeah. So.
1: I have a very hard time believing that he's guilty of one and not the other. I have a very hard time believing that they couldn't have found more if they'd really tried, honestly. Yeah. I feel like they didn't want to really delve into it. I think they thought they had enough. I mean, that's kind of how I get what I get off of this is it's like there's enough here. We don't really need to dig any further. And I I, I I could be completely wrong. Obviously, I'm not there. I don't know what they found. I don't know. I wasn't on the jury. So I don't know all the details. But I do feel like that is sometimes the way they go about it. This is enough. We don't need to dig any deeper. And as I've told certain people when dealing with other certain people that may go, they may end up having to take to court. You can never have too much. Yeah. You can never have too much evidence on your side.
0: And I think, uh, I know Robert had a lawyer. So, and his lawyer is the one who worded a lot of what was reported. Um, I I think his lawyer probably said, look, we're going to go for a plea deal. Um, Don't say anything else, because if he gives any, if he gives too much information, he might give away that he was the one responsible. And I can see that. And the police probably were looking at it with shaky evidence They didn't know if they were going to be able to get the sentence that they wanted. I I get it.
1: Take what you can get. I mean, if you've got a conviction in hand because they're willing to plea, you got to take it. But if it's a question mark, I feel like, but in this situation, the only negative part of it, and it does happen in cases, right? There are times where there's question marks and the police could dig more but they also have a conviction in the hand if they just take the plea deal.
0: Well, and if they look the gift course too long in the mouth. It might, it might go away. Go away, yeah.
1: And they, the other thing is, there is a small risk that if they do delve more into it, they might find something else that could bring questions and doubt into a jury's mind. Because that's the whole thing. You have to be proven guilty without beyond a reasonable doubt. So, if what they find could introduce reasonable doubt, then that again, even though the evidence seems clear, if that reasonable doubt is introduced, then that could possibly hinder a conviction. So, I get that and I understand that. And it's a very delicate game to play. And I'm glad I don't have to play it. Yeah. True. Because I would not want to. True. So, I have all the respect for the people that do it and, and have to play the game. Cause I'm not one of those people that could play the game. That's why I'm not in politics, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't, I, I could lie if I really, really, really had to politics is not lying. Cause you have to, it's lying. You have the best case scenario. You're lying to get the best case scenario as you deem fit, which means you could be wrong or two. You're completely self-serving and you're lying to get the best case in your in your corner but anyway that's a game i can't play but i do feel like they probably could have found more and they didn't which is dissatisfying but i honestly do feel like they got the right person
0: i do too but here's my thing is like his motivation so i think honestly when you said that and then you
1: you were talking about the other stuff i think he got pissed off that he hit his car I don't, I don't think that was it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be past that. So <laughs> I. It seems like a. Well, I mean, I, what could see. he have gotten from him? He couldn't, robbery couldn't be a motive for this one well, guy. I mean, he didn't have much.
0: Here's my thing. So he kills the Cods, right? And he steals a bunch of their stuff and he sells it for money. Just say, similar situation, like, you know, um, involved a car he dismembered, he burned their bodies, all of that stuff. He falsified text messages. I mean, he did the Called same in. thing with Zeb. Yeah, you know, all of it's really, really similar. Zeb was on his way to look at a car that he was going to buy.
1: Oh, so he had money.
0: So the assumption is that he had money or money in hand. It wouldn't be a stretch To say that Robert. Wanted that money. That would be. That was my first thought. Was like oh he's going to buy a car. So he's got to have like money on him. Robert. I mean even if it
1: was a used car. Back in the 2000s. You're looking at you know depending on how used it was. You're talking maybe between 3 and Mm 10,000. Pops. If it was a new car. Then you're talking more. So I'd say between 3 and 10,000. Is probably what he had on him
0: yeah if he had it on him i don't i don't know i couldn't find anywhere but i was well, like if
1: he was on the way and then uh, how many people would you have told
0: yeah right? true but my only like hang up in the whole situation is that a call did come in from his aunt's house Mm-hmm. and he talked to somebody on that call like when he called the house back so who
1: well, and then he was in a real big hurry.
0: Yeah, and so like, so well, hey,
1: what if it's a mixture of the two? What if it's Misty's boyfriend wanted to get rid of this dude, and he talked to Richard, and then Richard was like, "Hey, he also has some money. If you're willing to pay me, I'll do X." Or and let then me he got money way. from whatever. He got money from he got the money that he knew that he was gonna have. He got money from the boyfriend. They work together to make it happen, then he's like, Oh, that was pretty easy. I can do this on my own next time and not have to deal with anybody else.
0: Yeah. I mean, m- yeah. Possible. That would that would make sense. Um
1: because I'm I mean, I'm I know that they were accounted for technically at this dinner, but how easy would it be to slip away for 30 minutes to make a quick phone call?
0: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we don't know if that's a hundred percent true, but Misty or somebody who looked a lot like Misty was driving Zepp's car around. So my thought in that was not that Wesley called Richard or Wesley might've called Richard, but Misty would have worked with him. And then Misty went to, uh, his aunt's house and called. I want to know
1: who's the douche canoe that left a puppy in a car.
0: I probably Misty. Um, allegedly may, maybe we're not accusing her of anything, but, um, It would make sense to me that if she called Zeb, he and she said, "Oh my God, Wesley's like out of control or something like that. Can you come and help me or something?"
1: Yeah, that does make sense. But then he knew the story.
0: Yeah, but then Richard would have had to coordinate with Wesley and.
1: But maybe that's why he he rear-ended him because he was trying to slow him down a little bit.
0: Well, Zeb is the one who rear-ended. I know.
1: Maybe Richard was kind of in the way, so that, oh, yeah. he, and then he rear-ended him to get out of there.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, especially if he's trying to get to Misty. There's definitely
1: some. There's definitely some teaming up going on here. Like that's, I feel like it's a part of it and not something completely separate.
0: Yeah, its se- Yeah, it just all seems, like we said, too convenient. A lot of uh, mm-hmm. too, uh, something something's got to give. Somebody's working with somebody, and I don't think it was Gene Owens. Who was working with Richard. No. Nah. Um, I think Gene was just a uh, a convenient scapegoat because he died. He couldn't say anything in his defense. Yeah. And so prosecutors saw their chance to convict him and get a close on this case by charging him with accessory to murder. So.
1: Get him a lesser... Get him a lesser charge because there's no real way to combat what his testimony is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so.
0: But you would think that, and again, I just go back to the evidence. I wish that they would share all of their findings. You would think that well, that might have it. been
1: a part of the plea deal.
0: Oh, that they wouldn't release what the evidence is. I wonder if they can do that. Can they? I don't know. Let us know um yeah Yeah, by all
1: means i actually would be very interested to find out if that's something that can work in i'm pretty sure it is i feel like i've heard a case where that was the case of they weren't allowed to release certain pieces of evidence
0: yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if he like and him pointing because it's
1: basically all they have to do is suppress it from being public record and then they're not obligated to share that with any news agency yeah because it's it's not in the public record
0: Well, there might not be, you know, any remains left, especially if he's putting lime in with the remains and then burying it under heavy pressure, concrete and stuff like that. Possible. I don't know what type of remains, and especially if he burned it first. There's no telling what would be left of that. I'm not that kind of scientist. Um, Well, and to the,
1: the thing about concrete, like, So if you pour it and for it to harden, well, it's a, it's a thermo like process. So it gets really hot. And if the bones were burned prior to, and then on top of that covered with lime and then mixed with concrete or concrete was poured on top of it, it's possible there wasn't a way for them to even get DNA from those bones to even be able to tell whose they were.
0: Yeah. Especially if they were ground up and stuff like that, you wouldn't even be able to tell if it was. So, I mean,
1: They would have been able to maybe test to see if it was bone, but even then that doesn't necessarily tell you much. So it may have been a case of it was, that was the best that they could do with what they had.
0: And he just expects us all to believe.
1: Not, not satisfying, but it is what it is.
0: And that's why I said it's technically solved, but I don't think that the conviction that he was given, and especially with the fact that Zeb's body was never actually found, I don't. I don't think that it was actually solved. Like we don't have. It's not
1: tied up neatly in a bow. Like you would like to see.
0: Yeah. And I hate it. And the first time I actually heard about this case. um... And no, by the way,
1: I have not heard anything about this before. Oh, okay. Great.
0: Great. Uh, The first time I heard about it was about three years ago and it was before any charges had been brought up. So they still didn't know. As far as media knew, they still didn't know who had, um, you know, made him disappear or whatever um so i the first time i ever heard this case it was in the perspective of he's still missing i mean technically he's still missing but he's labeled as murdered at this point he's still missing if you know where he's at blah 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 and i was like holy shit this is in north carolina you know and it was added to my list yeah so that's
1: the case that was a roller coaster
0: i know Thank you you, job you asked for it.
1: <laughs> I know. That was a lot. Okay. Whoa. Good job. Um, that was fascinating. And I feel like Zeb got justice as best could be served in the yeah. situation. At the end of the day,
0: Robert is going to end up spending his entire life in prison. Because um, he's in there for 60 plus years without the possibility of parole. With I mean, if he gets out. 12 years on
1: top. He gets to sit on a rocker and not do anything for the rest of his life whatever it is
0: yeah which i'm not saying by any means that 12 years is enough no even if you are an accessory to murder but within reason if you're an accessory like that but in the way that robert quote-unquote says happens and... i believe that you should get way more than that you should probably get a life sentence um that's just me uh, if you're an accessory because you just happen to be in the same place and you had no idea what was going on because people do get charged with that kind of stuff, um, I don't believe that you should even go to prison. But that's my whole thing. I just, I I wish he had gotten a longer sentence on paper because I feel like that would have brought more justice. But in the end, I guess it, you know, he's in there. Whatever. It's
1: not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. And I'm sorry that it wasn't figured out earlier,
1: so maybe two other innocent people wouldn't have faced the same fate. But
0: Yeah, same. They would they would have a baby now. Um, a kid now. kid would be 15, yeah. 7, 18?
1: Oh my Something God. like that. Let's yeah, not really talk about it. It's depressing. <laughs> God,
0: we're old. Uh, <laughs> on that note. Um, it be 8, 8, 23. It was in 15, right?
1: Yeah. 14, 15, so it would be 8.
0: Not 18. Oh, eight. like look, second, I'm not good at math. Uh, nothing
1: is hard on
0: the best of days. That's true. Um, Samantha, that was a good job for me. Uh, good job for good you job for, for listening. You. And, uh, where can our listeners find us on social media?
1: You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at reaper tales podcast. What about email?
0: You can email us at reaper gals at dot Email us your show suggestions. Email us your corrections um information I, if
1: you would know more information than we covered on a case that you're close to thank you to the listener that uh gave us a little more interest uh more information about the citronelle yeah, yeah, yeah. that was um wishful thank wishful you for it? that i appreciate yeah. it
0: uh be we're, sure we're always
1: open for learning and and hearing more details by all means
0: well samantha is um <laughs> i don't take the criticism well so be gentle or just tell me how great I am. I take that criticism great. That's not criticism. Uh, oh, oh, that's compliments. We um, talked about this, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Samantha. Oh yeah, you- please make sure
1: to like, rate, review, subscribe—all of the things that you lovely listeners know what to do. Um, but you know, maybe you haven't had a chance to do it yet. This is your call to do so.
0: Yeah, we yeah. really
1: appreciate it, and if you could leave a worded review so much better you get so many brownie points
0: yeah and you don't have to say like how great we are in it you can just say um spaghetti monster it counts
1: that actually I would be more entertained by that that yeah. would be amazing we would frame that
0: I, I would <laughs> anyways <laughs> until next time love you mean it bye the Reaper will come for
1: song